0: Hey everyone, it's Shelby. Welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. If you're new to the show, Lash Boss Radio is a place where I bring lash bosses from all over to interview them about their lives, their starts in the industry, and just all of the nitty gritty topics that make our industry interesting. Today's lash boss is Kim Jaynes, the founder of Borboletta Beauty. Borboletta is one of the most popular eyelash extension brands in the entire world. So we're going to dive into all about the brand and how it got started. And I hope you guys find this episode enjoyable. It is a long one, but I think you guys will actually find it pretty interesting. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. All right, Kim. So what was going on in your life around the time that you decided to enter the lash industry? Like what inspired you to actually be a lash artist?
1: So, um, at the time it was about 2007, 2008, and I was in a really kind of a funk in life, to be honest. Um, my parents had just gone through a divorce. And so I, I coped with the pain of it. Um, by online shopping and I found myself in three months in over $50,000 of credit card debt um, and I laugh because it's like I had so much fun during those three months like I, I had a great wardrobe mm-hmm. and um, you know it's, it's fun to spend a lot of money that you don't have but when reality sank in and I realized um, you know I don't have like a real career right now. Um, and I, the the debt sank in and I was like, how am I going to actually pay this all off? Um, I started really looking into like what some options would be. And at the time I was assisting a, um, an owner of a, of a salon. She was extremely busy and extremely talented. I was her right hand girl and I was making six dollars and fifty cents an hour. And um, and so there's just absolutely no way that I would be able to to pay that off by by doing that job. Right. So I um I did get lashes done during that time and it completely changed my life. I just remember of all the beauty services I had ever done, that just seemed to make me feel and inside feel really great, but on the outside it was very noticeable. And I went back to the salon the day after I got the lashes on and all of the clients were just in awe over these lashes. They just wanted to know, "Where did you get these done?" and and "How can I get these?" And so I started referring all of all of the clients from the salon over to the the woman that did my lashes. And I remember thinking at the time like it didn't even bother me because I was in such a hair zone and, um, lashes seemed so tedious and so hard. So I had no interest in doing them. Um, but as I saw more and more of these clients interested in going to my lash lady, it sparked a little bit of interest. Like, Hey, maybe I should learn how to do lashes and add it to my services. And, and so I did, I, I learned how to do lashes and, um, it was not easy. I struggled a lot with it, but I paid off my $50,000 of credit card debt in one year just from doing lashes. So it was pretty remarkable. It changed my life.
0: That is crazy. That's awesome. So at what point did you decide, like, tell me how Borboletta came along. Like, how long ago was that? If this was, this was like 10
1: years ago, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, uh, yeah that is crazy it was 10 years ago <laughs> um, oh how far things have come right yeah uh, <laughs> the lash industry was so different when I
0: started um yeah with the pots of lashes and you would dump them on the sponge and have yes. just the singles yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and oh my gosh and classic lashes were the only service out there mm-hmm. the volume was unheard of um yep. yeah so interesting. Um, Borboletta came about um, probably, I'd say two or three years down the road of doing lashes. Like I really struggled doing lashes, to be honest. Um, and and it it really came about because I realized that I had this amazing full clientele that I fell in love with, I, I absolutely fell in love with my clients and what they did for me and how they truly saved my life. And I felt like I owed my clients more than what I was giving them. Um, you know, they, they just had lashes on. So to them, they didn't know what a good set of lashes was. And a bad set of lashes was, there was really not a lot of competition in my area. So it was interesting that when, um, I started realizing like, you know, is this safe um, for my clients? Like what, what is in this adhesive and is my technique actually right? So it was about three years, in, two or three years into doing lashes and I realized I wanted to make it a long-term thing. I started thinking if I want to keep taking clients and um, continuing to be successful as a lash artist and, and if this is really my career path, I at least want to know what products I'm, I'm actually using and what I'm putting on their eyes. And what do I mean by that? Because yes, I was using a product line that actually is still in our industry today. There just wasn't a lot of information about it and it's no fault to the company. It was just no one really knew. And so I'm very much like, if I don't have the answers, I'm going to go find them. Um, I'll do my own discovery. So I did. And it it wasn't like all of a sudden one day I was like, I'm going to have Borbaletta. It it was really a, a a spark, um, I'm going to provide my clients what I know is best for them from my own knowledge. So Borboleta it it means
0: a certain butterfly, right? Or what it was... It means butterfly in Portuguese. Got yes. it. So is that... Tell me how that came about.
1: So I, I developed this product line for my clients and uh, I started getting this really like great reputation in the area that, hey, there's this girl that that sells lashes in the, in the area, which I really wasn't selling lashes. Like I had no, no website, no brand. Um, I really just had products that I was using on my clients, but my clients loved them. They love the fill the lashes. And they said the adhesive wasn't irritating their eyes, like other adhesives we'd used in the past. Like it was really cool to see that. And so, um, I started getting all of these phone calls from random artists and like people from Canada were contacting me, asking me if I would train them, if they could purchase products, what my website was. And it was so funny because I would be sitting in the salon doing lashes on a client and I would get a phone call from just this random number and, and I'd answer and they'd say, hi, are you the Kim that sells lashes? And I would be like, um, yeah, I guess, you know, like, what do, what do I say? And they're like, great. Um, so they start putting an order into me and I, I wasn't allowed to sell Products in the salon, unless it was a hair product that we offered. So I'm literally slinging lashes out of the trunk of my car in an O'Reilly Auto Parts parking lot because our salon shared with them. Mm -hmm. So people would call, they'd put this order, and I'd be like, "Okay, meet me in the O'Reilly Auto Parts parking lot in ten minutes." And like, I'd go out there, like, pop my truck, and they would just shop for lashes. Like, it was so embarrassing. Um, And so, (laughs) but um, at, at the time. I was dating my now husband and he's a marketer and he, he, you know, being the marketer that he is, he likes to bring life to, um, a, a product. And he saw that I had this product line that my clients love that random people were calling me. He saw that I was running this establishment out of the trunk of my car, which he was like, that is just weird. You shouldn't do that. So he started asking me, what is the heart and soul of this product line? And, and what do you want it to mean? And And I think that's when it actually struck me like, wait a second, I do have a product line and I I am training people how to do lashes. Why am I not scaling this? Am I scared? Am I scared of competition? And, um, you know, I I was like, I I guess I'd never thought about it and I don't know how to start a brand or how to start a website. And so, um, he, he kind of talked me through it. And he said, he started just asking me questions about the brand and the fill, and, um, why women get lashes and, and what's so great about them. And and we started talking about what beauty really means and it, I mean, it got really like deep and I, I finally found this meaning to what I like this little treasure of a product line that I had. And as we started talking about what beauty meant, um, we really came to the conclusion that that beauty is about diversity. If we all look the same, then we would be boring. There, there would be nothing special. But every person is beautiful in their own unique way. And so we started kind of exploring, like, what are uniquely beautiful things, or or, or words, or you know, what what comes to mind. And we came across the word borboleta, and we didn't even know what it. I mean, my husband speaks Portuguese, so I think he was, you know, he's like butterfly. And, and I was like, borboleta, borboleta. I love that. I just, I love how it sounds. It's not like Kim's lashes or, you know, it, right. it wasn't affiliated with a lash, anything. It was just like this beautiful word. And then, um, you know, it struck me that, yeah, butterflies are like, I love butterflies. They're beautiful and they're different and they're all unique. And, and that's just a really interesting, interesting, beautiful way to put it into into what this product line is. And then it, I don't know, it just kind of fit. And we never looked back. It was like, I stopped selling lashes out of the trunk of my car. And (laughs) we got a website. And um, we developed this brand. And it, it was really cool to just see that, like, once we gave the products a name and almost this, like, life and this culture, I think that's when I had this epiphany of, like, okay, like, I think... I think we're going to do something really cool here. Like, I don't know what it is, but this is exciting to me.
0: Yeah. And and now it's grown to
1: you guys just won an award, right? Yes, uh, we did win the award um estheticians choice award in 2018 for the best lashes which was so cool like That is awesome. Yeah, and you
0: guys, I want to say aren't you all the most followed lash brand on Instagram
1: in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. I and it's so crazy to even like think about that. Um it's it's like a really big honor. It's huge. Yeah, I feel like every lash company out there produces such great content. And so to be one of the highest followed brands and um, it just it's it's like so exciting for me to see that the content that we're putting out there and and know that artists are finding um just something a little bit more, I guess like some substance to it and something that's helping them and something inspiring like I don't know. It's it's really cool to see that.
0: Yeah, and then it lets you know that you're doing something right. Obviously, it's like almost a hundred thousand or something. I I was looking at it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. I feel like it's grown really fast too because so it's only been in the last like six years or or so that you've had the company. Yeah,
1: we officially launched the website in two thousand thirteen. Oh wow! Yeah. So we've been around, we're, we're
0: coming up on, on about our five-year birthday. Oh my gosh. That's huge. So when you were first starting out after you moved from the trunk of your car, like what was your, I guess, headquarters like back then, or was it just in your house or did you rent space?
1: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we, wow. Okay. So it's so interesting. We, um, and I was, I say we, my husband was not even involved in the company until we had been up and running for about two years. So I moved the company from the trunk of my car to, um, we were living in a basement apartment. I moved it to one of the rooms in the basement apartment and that was my quote unquote office. Um, then we grew out of that and we started leasing a 1200 foot condo that my husband and I were living in. And then it became our, our living and warehouse space. And I'm not even kidding, Shelby, like you would walk in to our, our home and there were just boxes, floor to ceiling in the entryway, in the kitchen, in the living room, um, in our bedroom, like in the spare bathroom, like we had stuff in the bathtub. Like we were just using every single, square inch of that little condo that we could um, just trying to, you know, we, we didn't want to take out um, a big loan on this company. We, we just wanted to kind of organically grow it. And people would come over to pick up an order. And my husband is like the friendliest person on the earth. And so someone would knock on the door and their order would be sitting outside on the porch purposely so that they wouldn't like touch on that. This was like our home. Yeah. And my husband would answer the door and I'm like sitting there in my sweatpants. Oh,
0: Cause God. like I'm
1: working from home. I'm not getting ready. And, um, they'd be like, hi, I just wanted to see you. Is this your office? Do you live here? And, and he's like, oh, we do both. Come on in. I'm like, oh my gosh, Craig, I'm just dying. And next thing I know, like, they're like, wait, this is your office. And our, our wedding pictures are hanging up. Oh my so gosh. So he's giving them like the grand tour and he's like, Yeah, like this is where we sleep, but then here's where we fulfill orders. And I, I'm just literally, Shelby, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Like, we've got to be cooler than this and keep this <laughs> under wraps.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Now your headquarters looks amazing. I've never been, but I see pictures and it's absolutely beautiful. And I think you guys got that last year or?
1: Yes, thank you. Um, we signed on it officially. We signed on it, um, in March of 2016. It's, it's a really old building. Um, it, and it hadn't had any construction done on it mm-hmm. for over 30 years. So we had this vision to come in and like use the exposed brick walls and keep it really industrial, but add some glam. We um, had a contractor come in who said, oh, easy, this will take me three months. Like, you know, that's pretty typical contractor tells you it's going to take a lot less than it does. And then right. you get projected budget and, um, you know, it, it, ends up being more expensive than you really thought it was going to be, but we signed on it March, 2016. Um, we off op- it, so it's three floors we operated from, so we went from my condo to, um, the basement of our HQ, (laughs) um, about 3000 square feet. We crammed 20, 20 and growing employees in that 3000 square foot area. And, um, we worked there while construction was going on and it actually took us, um, over, it was like a year and a half before we finally completed the space from the time we signed. Wow. (laughs) It was crazy.
0: Wow. So walk me through the first few employees. And I know Erin has been around for a while.
1: Yeah. Erin's absolutely amazing. I love her. So Erin was our first trainer and I believe she was our third or fourth official employee. And it was crazy, like the timing of all of it. So when Borboletta very first started, I was the, I was the one man show. Um, and I, I, pretended not to be. So I would answer the phones under a code name so that no one knew that they were talking to Kim. I'd be like, hi, thanks for calling Borboletta beauty. This is Kristen. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Uh, so I had all of these, you know, pretend employees running my warehouse, my pretend warehouse. Then, you know, just faking it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And then I finally um, got into a place where I could bring on an office manager. And then I brought on kind of an assistant office manager. And then the demand for trainings were just, I mean, it was explosive. And I, just to be completely honest, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not the best lash artist, never have been. Um, and I'm not the best educator. Um, I don't know my lash stuff inside and out. Like I can, I can talk lashes all day long, but I knew that, that I just was not the right fit to scale an education program if I wanted it to be incredible. Um, so I started kind of looking out and seeing, you know, what's in the industry and seeing like, just who inspired me. And I came across Erin on Instagram and I mean, her work just stopped me dead in my tracks. It was, it, it truly, like, I remember looking at her page and I was like, whoa. Yeah, this she's awesome. Is, oh, she's, she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Just looking at her work, I remember thinking, this is what lashes are supposed to look like. Right. I, I was blown away by her. So I, um, I sent her a direct message on Instagram and introduced myself. We went to lunch and honestly at lunch, it was like, I felt like I was talking to a sister. I mean, we just like hit it off. She is so dynamic and so funny and witty. And just like you, you when you're around her, like just like her personality in general, you're just like, can we just like hang out all day, every day? But Aww. then like you find out how smart she is and she knows her stuff inside and out. And I was just like, what do I have to have like, what's, what do you need in order to come on and be the first educator for Borboletta. And um, we just, we kind of just had the same vision for the industry. Like, we just wanted to have people do the very best lashes and, and get properly educated and use really good products. And um, Aaron, like, I had this teeny tiny, you know, probably four-page manual that was, I was teaching people to, like, swipe, the last three or four times to get the best retention
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Erin's so cute she like looked at the manual and she she was like okay okay um do you mind if I like rewrite this a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah so I mean she she was probably you know third or fourth employee on and did and still does incredible things for Borboletta. she's truly amazing
0: I think, you know, being able to spot like the strengths and weaknesses within yourself and in other people is probably why Borboletta is so successful, because you saw like there were voids that could be filled with other people. And I feel like that has a lot to do with why you guys are where you're at. So now you guys have how many employees? Thank you.
1: We are up to about 50. And um, we're looking to hire by the end of the year, we we need to be at about 75. But we've completely grown out of our current HQ. And so i um, just a little side information, we're getting really close to signing on our corporate office space, probably here in the next week or so.
0: That is awesome. So what does a typical day look like for you? What type of things are you working on specifically?
1: Gosh, it's, it's really dynamic. So my role at the company went from, I was operating as, and I do quotations, CEO, even though I have no <laughs> business background or no grounds to say I'm a CEO. <laughs> you do. <laughs> but <laughs> not, yeah. So I, was, I started off operating as a CEO, um, and then, uh, you know, I was in like every every single meeting in the business and trying to organize and structure this business. And um, and and then I realized shortly on after just a lot of of ups and downs that I'm not a manager. It's not my forte. I don't like having tough conversations with people. Um, I'm more of a networker and connector. And I'm really like I, I just want to be hands on with people. Um, and I, I honestly just want to be like a touch point to somebody that needs advice or needs help. And so we, we brought on a CEO and my day to day in the company changed overnight and it was, it was really hard for me at first to let go of the control that I had. But I soon realized that I didn't even want the control that I had, like it it was doing nothing for me and it was definitely not doing anything for the business. And as soon as we brought the CEO on, he whipped this place into shape. (laughs) He just put structures in place. And, um, I was able to come, come into work with a fresh, just fresh, everything. Like I started to love More and more, what I do, and more and more about the industry. And a typical day for me, if I'm in the office, you know, I I like to come in and I like to interact first with our employees, and mostly our women employees. Um, we have several men employee employees here at Borboletta, but um, I like to to check in with with just kind of everybody here. How are you doing? What are you working on? Like, what's going? You know, catching up with you know a little bit on on the personal side. Um so I do a little bit of that. And then I'm in and out of a lot of meetings all day, just high level, um, product meetings, marketing meetings, um, strategy meetings for the company. Now that we're doing, um, we're going to be starting another build out for our corporate office and I'm doing some design meetings. So I do a lot of that. Um, and then I also, um, I am quite a a social media junkie, I guess you could say. And that's mm-hmm. where I, I like to really get my hands in the industry and see what's going on. So I'll spend um, at least an hour, sometimes two, just searching on social media, like what's happening? What are people talking about in our industry? Um, whose work is just really inspiring me? What are our educators up to? Where are they traveling to? What are our brand ambassadors doing? Um, so I do spend a lot of time just I guess being a little bit nosy on social and just trying to wrap my head around, you know, getting some inspo for what am I posting and what do people need to hear or want to hear and and different things like that, or what networking opportunities do we have? And then if there's an Academy going on at Borboletta, I'll usually stop in and and say hi to everyone there and um, just see how they're doing. And yeah, it's, it's, it changes day to day, but, um, it's really just that I would say majority of my job is just making sure that everyone that comes to Borboletta as an employee or as a guest feels welcome and um, feels feels a part of the culture and um, then I try to extend that into the industry by you know having touch points on Instagram so that's that's kind of a typical day so
0: you mentioned the academy how does that differ from y'all's courses, y'all's two-day courses.
1: So the Academy was designed um mainly for artists that start off like like I did. Um you get some artists in your trainings and you you know this because you're a trainer, you, you get mm-hmm. these artists in your trainings that they pick up tweezers and they're just like hitting the ground running. Like you could hand them a certificate in three hours and be like, you're gonna do amazing things in this industry. Right. Um, and then you get people that, um, you know, give them a little push and some practice and they're going to be amazing as well. And then you get those that, you know, I, this was literally me. I sat down in my training. I was lost, um, had no clue what I was doing. And I was given a certificate and I was destructive to people's lashes until I finally taught myself what was going on and what, what I was doing. But I'm just not a technical savvy person. And so the Academy is more of you take a two day training and you become certified and you don't even have to be certified through Borboletta. You can be certified through anybody, but you take any training and you have, um, any certification and the Academy is almost like a school, if you will, that, um, for the artists that want to become the best artists, for those that need. A little bit more help and direction, a little bit more of an in-depth training, and we have several different programs in the academy. Um, some, you know, you you start in, like one of our programs is a six-week program. You could never even have been certified in lashes, classic or volume, and we'll walk you through classic, then we walk you through volume, and then you spend the next six weeks perfecting your skill set and leaving feeling like you are salon ready. Other courses that we offer are a brush up on classic lashes or a brush up on volume lashes um, or we offer um, a two-week advanced training that's a really intensive volume training. So there's a bunch of different options, but really the, the main reason behind the academy is to come to the academy and leave salon ready. Like you could take any client and feel comfortable and know that your shape is on and you have an, an educator over your shoulder the entire time you're here. And it's, gosh, what I wouldn't have done to, I, I would have done anything to have that when I was struggling with lashes.
0: Yeah, same. That's, that's an amazing tool for people that are actually wanting to, you know, hone in on their skills as an artist and not just get their certification just so they could start slinging them all day. But um, yeah, that is so cool. So I feel like, Borboletta has a ton of brand ambassadors or just you guys do so many trainings every month. So you basically are growing your team every day. What do you feel like makes you most proud of your team? This like
1: strikes a chord with me. Um, I, there's, there's not one thing I can say that makes me the most proud about the team, but truly Shelby, when I'm, around our team or I'm interacting with even a single individual on our team, I would just say their first and foremost, their passion as an artist, like they just want to spread their talents to their students and they take so much pride in it. Like they go into these trainings and, and again, you know, how hard it is to, to do a training and how exhausting it is. And and how much you stress if your students are understanding what you're teaching them. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm most proud of of our team is how serious they take their job and how passionate they are about their artistry, but how humble they are about their ability to teach and train their artistry to others in our industry. Right. It just blows me away at their their talent and I'm just grateful that we have been able to attract such amazing talent to our brand, and um, like that's a dream come true. When I look at our team, I'm like, how did we even land you? Like any of them, they're just they're so amazing. And I know how looked up to any trainer is in the industry. And I, I just look at our team, and and I look up to them so much for what they do and and what they put up with as as far as going to a training and and just how exhausting it is and. They are just champions. Like they, they put their whole heart and soul into building the industry and um, representing Borbaletta. Like they represent it better than, than I could ever represent it.
0: What do you think that every artist should invest in?
1: Education, first and foremost. And I, I think you could not attend enough trainings. There's always something to be learned Uh, in, in any training um, from any artist. And then I I think also, if being a lash artist is a long-term goal of yours, invest in your health and, and your body. That's something that we as, as artists neglect so often. And without treating ourselves, we can't sustain a career. And so if it means you take one or two less clients a day so that you can go to a yoga class and mentally refresh and stretch your body, do it. Um, I, I'm just a huge, huge proponent of, um, invest in yourself and then things will fall into place the way that you want. But first and foremost, treat yourself.
0: Right. Totally. Out of all of your products, what are your favorite ones?
1: Um, the gel cleanser. I have the biggest crush on. I'm just obsessed with it. So
0: is that something you're supposed to squeeze out of the tube and sets up in your fingers? Or is that something to dilute in a foam pump bottle?
1: You can do either. I mean, I recommend you put just a little bit on um, a cleansing brush mm-hmm. and clean your lashes with it. But I know a lot of people will do a couple drops in a cleansing bottle and get a nice foam from it. Um, that's a great question. You could do either really, but I just, I love the foam cleanser because it helps, Oh, sorry, the, the gel cleanser because it prevents blepharitis. It gives like a nice, not a tingle as much, but just you get like a fresh, clean feeling. It helps with retention. And honestly, you should always be cleaning your lashes. I, I recommend at least once a day, but you know, for the excessive people, morning and night is, is amazing. Yeah. So I do love the gel cleanser. I love our lashes. Um, I always, always have. I mean, that's the staple that we started with. And, and I don't know, this is a, a hard question. I'm like, I love all of them. Um, but yeah, and and our adhesive, I, I love that it just, it dries quickly and it has a really nice dark pigment. And it's, you know, some clients will always be um, prone to allergies, but it's a little bit more, I don't want to be misleading. It's not a sensitive formula by any means, but, um, we put a lot of research into our adhesive and continue to do so today. So I take a lot of pride in, in how our adhesive is manufactured and cared for.
0: Okay. Is there ever a product that repeatedly just sells out quickly?
1: Um, our CC 0.07 lashes, we can't even forecast enough of those. For sure our adhesives sell out very quickly and we want to keep those as fresh as possible. so we try to forecast that as best as we can but um, it's not worth keeping thousands and thousands of bottles on the shelf just to you know expire. I want to keep them very fresh. Um, but yeah definitely probably our, our top selling product are those CC 0.07s. They just fly quicker than we can even keep them in stock.
0: A question I really wanted to ask was Catherine Heigl. Yes. <laughs> How did that happen?
1: It was crazy. She is so amazing. I love her. Um, so our VP of marketing, believe it or not, is actually um, he's he's worked alongside with her in uh, her animal charity that she runs, and she lives she lives in Utah. She's only about thirty minutes maybe in, up to an hour away from our headquarters. And so she is an avid lash extension, um, client, like she gets lashes on all the time. And so our VP of marketing and her have this personal connection. And, um, when she found out that he was running marketing for an eyelash extension company, she started asking, you know, what's different about this company versus like other products out there. And, And he just said, you know, if, if you ever want to get lashes on, we'd love to put them on you. You like, you don't have to say anything. We, they, they just have a a good relationship Mm -hmm. and he felt confident enough to have her come in and get her lashes done. And she did, she got her lashes done and she absolutely loved them. She said it was the best set of lashes she's ever had. And Um, you know, we, we were so appreciative. She came in here, she said hi to everyone. She was so lovely, but we never, it's such an interesting thing. Like you can pay influencers and celebrities to wear your product. Um, it's really expensive and it's not organic. And, um, she came back after she got her lashes on and she said, I want to do an Instagram post about these, like I just want to do it for you just for free. I'm really appreciative for how these have made me feel. Wow. And it was so cool. I was, I was like, seriously, like we, we were never asking for that. Um, it's also a friendship that she has with um, Kainoa, who's head of our marketing. So you never want to be the person that's like, Hey, can you ask your friend to do this for me? You know, I just, right. I don't believe in that. Um, and so she organically, Put up this post. I remember, like, I was flying home from Brazil, and I remember going on Instagram, and I was like, "Wait a second, Katherine Heigl just posted about Borboleta Beauty." Like, I just had this. Like, oh my gosh! What? It was the craziest and one of the coolest milestones I've ever felt in this company to have someone like her and on top of it, she's just a lovely person. Like what, what you see is what you get. And there's, there are no false pretenses to her at all. Like she is just kind and genuine. And I was, it was really an amazing experience.
0: So do you have a favorite failure, something that it seemed so devastating at first, and then you look back now and you're happy that it went that way?
1: Yes, I do. And um, and it's actually been <clears throat> it's been kind of difficult to talk about, but um I am personally I'm an emotional I'm just an emotionally driven person. And there was a time a few years ago in Borbulete that things were just really difficult. And without going into too much detail, we were just having a lot of employee issues. Um, I've never been a manager. I've never started a business. This is my first rodeo and I just didn't know how to handle the stress of it all. I, I didn't, I, I would try to motivate the team and try to be as fair as possible. I was working, gosh, like 80, 90 hours a week wearing all of these different hats. And I just felt stuck like I, I just felt this lack of motivation. And the biggest mistake I ever made was I lost my cool. Like I, I just lost it at work. And this is so personal. Um and it's so out of character for me, but my emotions got the best of me. And it and it's not to say that like, yes, things were not great on the employee front. And since then we have fixed a lot of things and we've we've overcome a lot of hurdles, but I just, I just learned in that moment that, um, it doesn't matter what's going on or how you're being treated or who, who you are, um, in your job or in your position, there's just never a time or a place to lose your cool to anyone or about anything. And I, I just never want to feel that way again. Um, you know, things get stressful in any job and at any company, but I just, what I've learned from that experience is it doesn't matter what, what is happening or what stress you're feeling. and um, just be cool. Like there's, there's nothing that can take you down if only if you allow it to. And when, when you lose it, that's when you're allowing, um, everything to get the best of you. And, and that's really what I learned is how to handle and cope with stress and, people will say things and do things and you can't control that. You absolutely can't. But what you can control is how you treat people and the person that you are and walk away from a stressful situation. Now, if I don't agree with something or if I'm stressed, I don't have to go on a power trip about it. I I walk out, I go for a drive. I'll, you know, it sounds so generic, but I'll go to a yoga class. Like, and I'll realize that an hour or two hours later, what I was so wrapped up in and so upset about is not even a big deal. And it's like, wow, you know, why was I even, why was I even flexing over that? Like, what was my problem? And, um, anyway, it was a really hard lesson to learn and I still have to continue to teach myself that, um, it's okay to be emotional. You, you know, we don't want to be robots, but in a professional setting, be logical over emotional like look, look at a situation with logical eyes and um, if you are too emotional, be okay to walk away from it in that, in that moment. You don't have to fix everything right then.
0: Right. I, I can totally relate to that because, you know, with Pink Lady, sometimes things get stressful and I've noticed like how I naturally react under stress isn't the best. And so I've had to find ways to cope with it and it makes all the difference. It's, it's crazy what stress can do to somebody.
1: Yeah. And how many people do you have at your salon again?
0: Um, we have 10 lashers between the two stores. Bless you. <sighs> that is crazy. Yeah, I love it. It's it's awesome. They're all really talented and and everything. But you know, just with clients, we see you know four hundred something clients a month, and it's it's it can get a little stressful, you know. Oh my gosh! So you do yoga. Um, what else do you enjoy doing outside of the lash industry?
1: I don't have a, a lot of time to devote to to working out, but I do love it and I'm not like a hit workout person, but I love a Pilates class or a spin class or a yoga class. Those are are things that I really enjoy. Um I also enjoy time away from work um with my husband. Just we don't get a lot of time to actually be be anything but work. Um and so it's really nice when we can just go on a date night and talk about something other than what's happening at the business. And I, I, yeah, like I, I do love traveling and I do it a lot for work, but, um, there's nothing I love more than just going to a new place and soaking in a new culture and exploring and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a free spirit in that way. Like I'm fine to travel somewhere by myself and if, even if it's for work, I try to take even a half a day to, um, enjoy where I'm at. Cause who knows if I'll ever make it back there or what the situation will be. But, um, I'd say traveling is, is right up there with the top of just like, if I had all the time in the world, I would probably just travel.
0: Where's your favorite place so far that you've gone?
1: Oh, um, I have two probably Rio in Brazil completely changed my life it was just one of the most amazing just landscape and people and, and food and just experience was just incredible. And then, um, Italy is just, I know that's so generic, but it's like everybody needs to spend at least a week in Italy, like do whatever you can because it is, it's, it's completely remarkable just The whole, the architecture, the food, the people, every city that you go to has this Italian spirit, but this different feeling to it. And it's, it's just incredible. So yeah, I I couldn't decide between the two, but they're amazing.
0: Um, don't you guys have like, not
1: a branch, but
0: y'all have something in Brazil, don't you?
1: We do. We're actually opening up, um, our HQ in June there. Um, so it is so, a branch. It is a branch. Um, I, uh, we haven't, like, it's, I guess we haven't really talked a lot about it yet just because we're kind of waiting to officially announce our headquarters, but everything that we have here in the U S um, we either have, or we're building in Brazil. So we have an entire education team. We have a Borboleta beauty Brazil page. We have ambassadors, um, we have an, an entire operating um, back-end office out there and inventory warehouse. So I'm probably going out to – our headquarters is in Sao Paulo, and it's under construction right now. But I'll probably be headed out there in June for a grand opening, and I'm so excited about it. Like wow. It's, it's really cool.
0: So did that come about because of your husband? Because you said he spoke Portuguese.
1: Um, a little bit. So we attract, you know, just because our brand is Portuguese, we do attract um, oh a lot of people God. from Brazil and Portugal. And it's just kind of by default, just because of the name, but the lash industry is booming in all over the world. But of course, you know, it's, it's just going crazy in South America, especially in Brazil. And there is, um, we did a training in Salt Lake City, two and a half, maybe three years ago. We were very new. Erin did the training. And um, this beautiful Brazilian woman came to our training. Her name's Monique. And she did not speak English. She only spoke Portuguese. She had a translator. I mean, she she jumped through hoops to get trained by Borboletta. And my husband, I wasn't even at the training. I was actually at another training in Atlanta. So my husband was at this training just kind of helping and facilitating. And he met Monique and they started talking and Monique said, I'm going to bring borboleta to Brazil. And, you know, my husband was like, yeah, you know, let's do it. Like we're a Brazilian, (laughs) like we have a, a Portuguese name, like, of course. And he calls me, um, and, and he's like, Hey, we're, we're going to open borboleta in Brazil. And, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, we're, we're like, trying to just like stay afloat here in the States. Mm -hmm. Like don't even talk to me about like opening a branch in Brazil. Um, but I'm so glad that we did. Like we, we kind of parallel path it, and we have been able to make some incredible connections and it's taken a lot of time to get it up and running. And it's taken several trips out there to, um, facilitate the growth, but we, we now have done conferences and, um, you know, we're under construction at our headquarters there. And like I said, we're growing a, a team, and it's really, you know, Monique was our initial contact, and now Monique Monique is, if you will, our our Erin of Brazil. Like she, okay. she is um, the head of that education team, and um, does an amazing job. And and yeah, so we're just we are cruising down there, and it's it's crazy to think about.
0: That is so cool. If you could expand into even more countries do you think you guys are going to do that
1: yes canada we, it's it's inevitable it's going crazy right now mm-hmm. um and so yeah we're we're definitely working on canada and we sell in, in you know we we sell worldwide um it's just a matter of as we grow we want to make sure that we can mimic what we have here in the states what we have in brazil we want to make sure that we We grow accordingly and we're not just, you know, all over the place. So, um, yes, we do have plans to continue to expand and probably, um, open up HQs in, in different areas so that people in other countries can get their products quicker. But yeah, definitely Canada, Canada's in the works.
0: That is awesome. So are you reading any books right now or are you listening to any podcasts?
1: Um, So I am, I'm an Oprah junkie. I just, and it's like so cliche, but I am obsessed with Oprah. So I'm a big super soul Sunday, um, listener. So I, I always tune into her different podcasts and, um, I love her. Um, I love all of her books that she recommends, but kind of the most recent, book that I've been reading is, um, love warrior. Have you read that? No, I haven't. It, I love it. It's such a good, inspiring book about, um, just kind of, it's almost like an internal path of loving yourself and creating views about yourself based on truly what you feel on the inside, not what other people tell you to be or who you should be. So it's, it's been really amazing to, um, you know, pick that up on a flight and just read as much as I can on it. But um, that's, that's really been a game changer for me lately.
0: I'll have to check that out. Do you feel like any part of your childhood has helped set you up for the type of businesswoman that you are today?
1: Yes. And um, when I was probably 10 or 11, I just, uh, I just decided that I just wanted to um, plan parties and I would get the whole neighborhood together and bring them over to my parents' house with, you know, without them even knowing and like throw <laughs> these like, backyard bashes. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> I, I would like plan weddings for you know, the different pets in the neighborhood. Like I, it was bizarre. I was marrying like people's dogs and anyway, just like setting people up. But, um, yeah, I've just, I've always been this, like, I just love the feeling of people coming together and in like a party setting and just having fun and laughing and networking and creating friendships. I just, from a young age, I've always been infatuated with, just kind of a social network. Um, and then as as I got older, it was just like I wanted more and more to be involved in just connecting people or connecting myself with with other people. So I, it kind of by default with Borboletta when it came about, um, I've just once again been that connector. Like I, and you know, you, you came to our cocktail party that we had in Austin. It's mm-hmm. like, I just love, getting people together. I don't care if you represent another company, another brand, if you're affiliated with yourself, like it doesn't matter. It's just great to know that there's people that, that do a similar thing and love each other and, and that just want to network. And yeah, I think just from a young age, I've just always loved that.
0: That's awesome. It's funny that you say that you were that young and you were planning stuff in your neighborhood. Cause I, I would do that too. Like I remember planning a talent show. I must've been like in middle school or something, but it was actually pretty good. Like there was a ton of kids that were in it and like all the parents, it, it, we were just doing it outside my friend's house, but we sold Perfect. tickets and everything. So, and we like had our moms make us cake and everything so we could serve refreshments and It's just funny. I like to always ask about people's childhoods because obviously I think that has a lot to do with, you know, where you go in life. Totally. (laughs) At your talent show, did you perform? I did. Me and my best friend and her little sister, we did a reenactment of Moulin Rouge. Like (laughs) we did the Lady Marmalade song. And I think I was Christina Aguilera. But of course, (laughs) so yeah, but, and I think I played piano or something too. I played the keyboard. So those are my (laughs) things.
1: (laughs) That's So good.
0: (laughs) So what is a purchase of a hundred dollars or less that has positively influenced your life in the last six months to a year? I let's see. Mm,
1: That's a really good question. Just off the top of my head, um, my my monthly yoga pass. Okay. And it's like, you know, it's, it's not crazy expensive. It's probably, I can go unlimited times for like $150 a month. But oh, wow. um, the coolest part, the best reason why it's been such a good investment is I travel a lot. And this, this yoga franchise is in like pretty much every city that I travel to. And so like I'm going to be in San Francisco for a week next week. And I, I find that I strategically stay at hotels that are within walking distance of this yoga studio. So it's just like, I want to make sure I go a certain amount of times to make it worth it. And it's, it's been so awesome. Cause let's be honest, like nobody wants to use the hotel gym and right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it, it kind of makes me feel at home It's like my home away from home because they're, it's a franchise. So they all have kind of the same feeling and the same energy. So yeah, I would definitely say that that probably has been the best purchase that I've made, um, over the last year. That's cool.
0: I have yet to try yoga, but I feel like I really, really should. You should. What is the franchise that you go to?
1: Um, core power.
0: Oh, okay. I've heard of that. I think they have some in Austin.
1: Yeah, you should go. I I should. It's just, they start off with a really great, meaningful message. And you do, people think when you do yoga, you don't really get a workout, but this, they've just designed it. So you really do like, it's amazing.
0: I've heard the same thing about like bar classes that that's pretty intense. So I want to try that too. I think lash artists need to do something that gets them moving. Even if it's not necessarily like lifting weights or running, they should be doing something that kind of stresses you out and stuff.
1: I could not agree more. It's so good mentally and physically.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So last question, what is, do you have a motto or do you have any words that you live by?
1: Yes, I do. I, I always, especially lately, um, I just feel very strongly about collaboration over competition. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so important in any industry, but you know, relating it to the lash industry, we all are affiliated with, with different things or, or we have different brands that we like or, or different goals. But, um, I think the most important thing is not viewing each other as a competition, but how can we collaborate together and how can we network together? Or, you know, basically don't, don't burn a bridge with anyone because you never know when your cross, when your paths will cross and, there's meaning behind that relationship. Um, There's always a way to collaborate with someone. And it's, I just, I try to live by that as much as possible.
0: Love it. All right. So this concludes episode number six. It was really great talking to Kim and I hope you guys got something out of this episode. I will be back very soon with a new episode and a brand new guest. And if you want to reach me, you can do so at shelby@lashbossradio.com or of course on Facebook or Instagram at Lash Boss Radio. I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you soon.